Welcome to the Soul Meet Strategy Podcast. This is for the new earth feminine leader who is ready for exponential growth by going deeper into her magic. The woman who's here to expand her wealth, become fully self-expressed and make waves through her business. Hi, I'm your host, Jenna Fay, founder of Soul Meet Strategy. I've grown my multi six-figure business by mentoring badass women like you to unleash your embodied feminine leadership, use aligned strategy to scale, become masterful facilitators and experience quantum manifestation. If you're a full body yes to experiencing more wealth, pleasure and nourishment in your life and business, then you are in the right place. Come and connect with me on Instagram at soulmeetstrategy. Get on my email list at soulmeetstrategy.com and come hang out with me in my community of fellow new earth feminine leaders on Facebook. Now let's kick this off and get this party started. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Meets Strategy podcast. It is Jenna, your host, and today we're talking email alchemy. Specifically, we're talking about how to really transform your subscribers into more engaged readers. So we're going to focus in on having more people actually open and continue to open your emails. So if you're new to emails, this is going to be great for you. If you're someone who already has an email list, this is going to be really supportive for an elevation and an up level to the efforts that you're already putting in. I decided to go with this theme for this week's episode because I'm totally in the frequency and the energy right now of emails. I just finished over the weekend putting up the newest bundle inside of my membership, the Liberated Woman Vortex, and it's on literally all things email marketing. And this was an area that I thought would be a really great public episode because I feel like no one's really talking about it. People are talking about, oh, you should just send emails, to which I say, yes, most service-based providers in the coaching healing world if they want to actually sell more of their products and help more people transform their lives with whatever niche they specialize in, you do probably want to send out emails. Is it required? No. Is it supportive? Definitely, except so many of us are getting in our own way and complicating the email process and finding our own rhythm in it that even if And I see this with clients a lot. Even if you're sending out emails, if people aren't opening those emails, then all it's going to do is have you feel like you're wasting your time and energy pouring your love and your heart into emails that don't actually get seen. And then it really reinforces that selling is hard or that you're not good at email marketing. When the reality is there's a pretty good chance that some of the emails you are already sending are really good, but what would make it go further to create more evidence for you and more traction with what you're sending out is to make sure that you're maximizing as much as possible, that people are continuously opening up your emails. So the first thing I want you to think about this is that the open rates industry-wide are not actually that high. And there's a lot of things that have gone on in, in the world, in the industry, in the area of email marketing that have created really inconsistent and not factual 
stats in the back end of our email marketing. So whether you're on MailChimp or like me, if you're on Kajabi or email, active campaign, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter what software you're using. The reality is a lot of different things such as Apple and the fact that they have a setting in their privacy settings now that basically marks all emails for people who are on an Apple email, Apple device. It's marking all of their emails as opened, even if they didn't, as a part of their privacy protection, which means that the number and the percentage of open rates that you're seeing, whether you're seeing 10%, 20%, 30%, 50%, etc., you can essentially cut that in a third or a half because a good chunk of everybody's email list is people who are from Apple, using Apple. And so that means that we don't know how many of those Apple people actually opened the emails. So what we want to do, because we can't control that, so we're only going to focus on what things can you control. And this is the things that you can actually do to boost your open rates. Because the more people who are opening your emails, the more people who are going to see the calls to action in those emails, the more that people are going to feel like they have a relationship with you because they're receiving and reading those emails. So one of the big factors of having a really great open rate is starting to master the art, the science, whatever we want to call it, of crafting better subject lines. So subject lines really are all about invoking curiosity so that people actually want to open it. So there's a little bit of psychology here that's involved. And the first thing that I would encourage you to do if you're someone who gets in your head with email subject lines is two things. Number one, go through your own email inbox of the things that you're subscribed to and take notice of which headers, which subject lines actually jump out to you. Which ones make you want to click? Are they super short and direct? Are they ones that make you kind of curious? What is it? And you don't need to steal those people's subject lines, but just notice, is it because it's questions? Did they use an emoji? You can get some inspiration from that and start to make your own versions. And one of the other things you can do if you're really stuck when it comes to coming up with subject lines is to also work with AI. Like this is one of the areas where I feel like AI can be supportive while you're still keeping the authentic human essence in your business is you could literally copy paste the epic email that you just wrote into something like ChatGBT and say a prompt such as, Um, I'm about to send out this email to my list of X, Y, and Z, like describe who your ideal client is. Based on my below email, please provide me with 10 curiosity-driven subject lines, and then it'll spit out 10, and there's probably going to be one in there that you like or that you can tweak a little bit, and if not, you can hit regenerate until you find something that you like. So I don't want you to overthink your subject lines and... Your subject lines are really important because that's the thing that actually gets people to click and open in a really hyper-distracting world that we live in. So I find asking questions as good, like, did you know about this update? Or doing teasers, like, you won't believe what's happening tomorrow. Sometimes adding in a little bit of urgency can work, not for every email, but sometimes, you know, using something like last call for this or final 24 hours because people 
often will want to know and because they get the FOMO, right? They don't want to miss it. Sometimes too, having a more of an emotional appeal can be something to weave into your subjects, such as something relatable, like every parent knows this feeling, dot, 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 or the surprise element of we never saw this coming. And so you want to play around with these subject lines and also just take notice of what's working what's not working, which one's performed really well. And the best way to get this data is to continue sending out emails, continuing to play with the subject lines, because then you can tweak and adapt because you'll have data that you can work off of. One tip as well for your subject lines is to keep it an optimal length, like not too long for the subject. So ideally is in kind of the 40 to 50 character or less range. If it gets really long, the big thing is it's not even getting seen anyways, especially on mobile, which 80% plus of people are opening their emails on their phone, so they won't see it anyways. So it's better to keep it pretty short and punchy. If you are on a software such as ActiveCampaign that allows you to really personalize your subject lines, then you can always do that and have like their name in the subject line. That depends on what software you have for what level of personalization, but you can definitely play around with that. Or you can do things like, you know, your next course awaits or your next initiation awaits. So you're kind of bringing in that personalization of using the words like you or your in it, which bridges that connection with people as well. And one of the other big things you want to do as much as possible in your emails in general, which I have a full workshop in my membership bundle this month about data, how to stay out of the spam filter, how to be whitelisted, because again, chances are a bunch of your emails are not being seen and then they're not being read. So we want to mitigate this as much as possible. But just a high level of one of the things that I'll mention now right here is you want to try to avoid using words that can really get flagged as spam, especially in your subject line. So words like free, guarantee, urgent, risk-free, overusing exclamation points, like having three or five exclamation points in your subject isn't great. And even using all capital letters can potentially flag as spam. So just be mindful of these things. Now, when it comes to, let's say people have opened your email, but you want to train them and get them curious and engaged to keep opening your emails so you become one of their favorite people. Because I don't know about you, but for me, there's only a handful of people whose emails I regularly open. And then there's some people that I'm still subscribed to and I'll occasionally open their emails. It's kind of like I like them. And so I want to still be on their list, but I'm not necessarily opening it all the time. And then there's people who have just been in the spam promotions forever that I should probably just unsubscribe from. And I I know a lot of us are like this. So there's the opening of the loop concept. And this is basically a psychological principle that leverages humans' natural desire for closure. So what happens is, let's say in email number one, this could just be a broadcast email, or this could be a sequence that's pre-sent and pre-scheduled that's going out as well. But we're talking about multiple emails or for future emails here. In your first email you send out, 
you can introduce a story or an idea, and you don't actually have to tie it up with a bow and have a full resolution. Instead, you can prompt your email reader to seek that closure in the next email or piece of content that's going to come out. So this might mean um, you're sharing a personal story, but you're saving the conclusion for the next email. Or you're mentioning and kind of hyping up something that's coming out, maybe a new podcast episode, maybe a new offer, and you're not giving them the full details and saying, keep an eye on your inbox because details are going to be coming in my next email. Or maybe you're offering part of like a discount or a deal or a promotion and letting them know that there's actually more on this that's coming for those who jump in and take action. So you're rewarding people for continuing to open your emails and training them that continuing to open your emails is actually a good thing. And this also helps to prevent overwhelm for people. But the big thing is you want to make sure that you deliver on your promise. So if you open a loop and you say you're going to tell part two of your story in your next email or to keep an eye on the inbox for this thing that's coming, you want to make sure that you do close it in the next communications or else you're going to have people not trust you. Same thing, you don't want to overuse this kind of tactic. You don't want to always open a loop on every single email all the time because that can lead to people feeling kind of fatigued or even mistrusting you. So it's a tool that's really powerful and effective, but it's not one that you do every single email all the time. It's just one to weave into the overall strategy to help boost your open rates and your overall engagement to create really committed email subscribers. Something else that I find isn't really talked about all that often is what is called the pre-header. This is kind of what I think of as like the unsung hero because your pre-header, and you see this on mobile for some devices, but you definitely see it as well on desktop, where it's like the the subject line's sidekick. So it's the text that you usually see below the actual subject line, and it should complement and enhance the subject line. So let's say your subject line is exclusive offer just for you, then the pre-header might be something like, see what we've handpicked for you this summer. But you want to make sure you're not being too generic. You don't want to say things like view this email or open this email or repeating your subject line and saying exclusive offer just for you. So be selective with what you're putting in there. And also, just like your subject line, keep it pretty sweet. Now, when it comes to the timing and frequency to really hit the inbox sweet spot, there's a couple best practices here as well. So I suggest testing different days and times to really determine what does work best for your specific community, your audience. And know that you probably have a somewhat global audience or not, right? Like these are things to notice. So you're probably emailing people in various time zones. I would say some of the biggest mistakes that I see with the timing and frequency is always sending your emails at the exact same time and not playing around with it so that you don't have more data to see what performs best over time. I would say if you are someone who marks markets specifically to B2B, like other businesses, then if you're only sending emails late at night or during the weekends, then 
people might just be getting a bunch more emails stacked on top of those and they don't end up reading them on Monday morning. So just be mindful of when you're sending that. And also you don't want to overload your subscribers with daily emails unless that's the established expectation. Like they've opted in for a 33 daily up-level prompt or love bomb or something. But otherwise, I recommend a frequency of a minimum of once per week and go from there, depending on your business, your audience, what do people respond to. I personally send one to three emails per week on average, and that seems to work really well with my ecosystem. So that's something just to be aware of and to pay attention to as well. And you want to overall focus on building trust with your people. There's a bunch I go into in this month's bundle regarding how to actually really bring authenticity in, storytelling, how to actually create more opt-ins and conversions with your email so that you have the right people on your list. So I do invite you to scroll down and check out the details, including a special discount code to jump into the membership and get into this bundle. I, I truly believe every single female entrepreneur who wants any level of email marketing in their business should listen to this bundle because it's a really holistic approach that weaves in the consciousness and how to have it actually feel good where you're bringing your heart and purpose in so it doesn't feel like you're sending emails randomly and it gives you a bunch of ideas as well on swipe files and templates there's even a meditation in there to help you overcome writer's block and all the clients in my membership that have jumped in and started to go through the bundle are already having the hugest breakthroughs and also taking the the tactical, the tangible, the practical and starting to implement and plug it into their business with their emails as well. So I do invite you to check that out. One of the other things when it comes to building trust is being consistent right? Like finding your consistency and not only in the frequency of how often you tend to send, but also in how you're communicating, like what name are you signing off with or what's your brand name, like keeping some level of consistency to that and use a name that people will recognize immediately so that you're sending it from the same email and it doesn't sound generic and it sounds like it's coming from a real person or a real brand because if you're frequently changing that kind of stuff it can cause confusion it can cause mistrust and the whole vibe here is about cultivating a relationship that encourages people to repeatedly come back to be excited when they see your name hit their inbox because they know that there's good stuff in there whether that's good relatable stories if it's actual relevant content if they know that there might be offers that are supportive to them. And as a whole, just as a high level for email marketing strategy, I generally do recommend having a bit of a blend. You don't want to shy away and never sell in your emails, in my opinion, but you don't want people to feel like they're just being spammed with offers and it doesn't feel personal. It doesn't feel like there's a connection. And so I personally sell in probably 80% of my emails, but a lot of them are very value driven with a PS. There's some occasional full sales emails. And then there's also emails that don't have a sales call to action that are actually inviting them to like get access to a free training or a new resource that I've created, or I'm just sending out a thought or a tip that's relevant. And the well-blended 
mix really seems to work well to build that ongoing relationship with people. Because for my business, which is doing multiple six figures a year and has done over seven figures, a lot of sales actually have come from email marketing. And I've never had a huge list. I clean it. I call it regularly, which on the t- on the note of email marketing and your open rates, I do suggest that if people haven't engaged with you in the last 30 to 90 days, you can do a quick re-engagement email. And I walk you through this with a template in this month's bundle. But if people are still not engaging with you after that, then my motto is to delete and remove those people. They can always come back in the future if they're interested, but you're going to get higher and more accurate open rates when you do that. And these platforms and servers do actually reward that. Like the more that people are opening your emails, the more they're going to assume it's not spam and the more you're going to have higher deliverability and you're not going to end up in the spam and promotions folder. So there's a lot of different angles to that. That's why I've made this whole bundle to really walk you through all the different angles because there's only so much I can say in a podcast. But I really do hope that this episode has illuminated some aha moments, some thoughts, and some activations for you to not only implement in your business, but also for how you want to approach your business to really not only focus on sending emails, but making sure that those emails are reaching the people that you're sending those emails out to in the first place. So with that being said, if you loved this episode, please share it. Tag me on Instagram stories if you want to share it there. I love hearing your feedback from these episodes. And I would love to invite you into my membership, The Liberated Woman Vortex, where not only do you get this bundle where you get instant access, but you also have over 30 other on-demand bundles, which are essentially workshops that are super snackable, relevant and consumable with 60 minutes to two hours of content broken down into bite-sized pieces on topics such as bringing conscious AI into your business as a spiritual entrepreneur, how to master Instagram, how to up grade and up level your business model to be scalable, how to find your daily rhythm with a bunch of really epic prompts to increase your reach and conversion on social media. So you can dig into this email bundle, but there's also so much more available in there for you, including access to a group coaching call with me every single month to get some personal support and to be in our community in itself of dozens of other conscious female entrepreneurs where you can jump into group discussions and really be a part of a like-minded community where women are stepping into the new paradigm for how they grow themselves, how they grow their business. So if you scroll down into the show notes, you can find the link for the membership, The Liberated Woman, and make sure you copy and use, if you're going to join us, the promotional code that is only available in this podcast episode that is going to get you some savings as well. I'll see you on the next episode and thanks so much for being here with me. I can't wait to hear your email breakthroughs and I would even love to be on your email list and check it out. So feel free, tag me on Insta stories and I will come over to your account and find your email list and join if you have one that's available.
Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of the Soul Meat Strategy Podcast. I'd love to hear what came up for you during this episode. Tag me on your stories on Instagram at soulmeetstrategy and come hang out with me inside of the New Earth Feminine Leadership Community on Facebook. Don't forget to leave me a review as I love and so deeply appreciate hearing your feedback. And from my heart to yours, keep shining bright, sister, and I'll see you on the next episode.